Creative Zombie Studios presents the Subjective Comedy Podcast with Brad Scott. Brad Scott is a mediocre comedian from Indianapolis. This is his show. If you don't think it's funny, remember, comedy is subjective. My guest today joining me on the DIY Jokers Skype line, DIY Jokers, go to www.teespring.com slash stores slash DIY Jokers. Get official merchandise from myself, Dave Landau, and my guest today, Brent Trehune. All proceeds from now until uh, the end of May. We're extending it out until the end of May. We'll go to the uh, staff of the Helium Comedy Club in Indianapolis. It is a great comedy club that takes care of its comics, so we are going to try to take care of those people during these hard times. Uh, but you know him as my former co-host of WrestleMania, the former IWIC, IWWCF champion. He is Brent Trehude. What's up, buddy? Coming to you live and in living color from Parts Unknown. And I am at Parks Unknown. Tell me about this park that you're at. <laughs> um. So it is located here in beautiful Greenwood, Indiana. Oh, man. It looks like there's construction for a dog park part. Uh, there is... Oh, the playground is shut down. I, I got some bad news. I'm shutting down the playground. <laughs> it's guaranteed that whenever you and I talk, there's always going to be at least one Chappelle show reference. <laughs> I tell you what, that reference just made me cream my jeans. <laughs> it's uh, you can you can tell when we were at the height of our pop culture <laughs> uh, popularity was uh, was definitely Chappelle's show and and wrestling. Yes. Speaking of which, uh, well, first let's start with uh, let's start with some corn talk. Okay. So how are you holding up? Uh, I'm feeling like Jack Torrance in the Overlook Hotel, and uh, <laughs> I'm getting ready to sharpen this axe. No, it's fine. It's it's weird. Besides not being on the road, at, you know, as doing stand up, it's kind of just like being at home anyway. You know, so yeah, I, was uh, say, I think comedians are some of the most qualified people for this whole thing. Well, yeah, it's a lot, and even when you're on the road, unless you bring something to do with you, it's a lot of hurry up and wait to do your job and then leave to go home anyway. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it's not, you've, uh, probably done a lot better places in the last couple of years, but I'm not really going to any places where there's like hot tourist spots. Yeah. And usually the, it's weird. Cause usually you and I both like to, if we're doing a show, sometimes that show is the thing to do in town, which yeah. means it's not a very good town. <laughs> But it's also, uh, those are usually the funnest that. shows because everybody's there for you. Yeah. In a big well, city. Said, you know, night. Go ahead. Yeah, in a big city, usually, you know, there maybe there's an NBA team and uh, whatever sporting events going on, plus whatever's in town. And then, then there's comedy. But if, if the comedy is the thing to do in town, that's still not bad. And it sounds like complaining, but I'm not. It's just different, you know. Different uh, areas to perform in, I guess. Different venues. Oh yeah! Anytime that you see uh, the vi- like that at the venue, the bar, or whatever, and it's called comedy night, you're like, oh, it's gonna be a good crowd. Yeah, yeah, comedy night's coming tonight. 
<laughs> the one night a month you fuckers get to laugh. <laughs> Unless it's like a, a special event and I like they've had the, the person there so many times that they just put the name on the thing and uh <laughs> I don't I don't know if I want to be that guy that's like, hey, so and so's coming back to Morgantown, West Virginia, or whatever. <laughs> No Speaking offense to Morgantown. I think it's a great town. Good people there. Salt of the earth. Do you not think that, though? Because I think we're talking about the same venue. That's the Overlook Hotel. There is that one that's there, to, and it literally Holiday overlooks Inn. the town, at whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> and it's got it's, that long drive up the mountain to it. And you just hear the shining music kick in. Bah, bah, and you're like, okay, this is not good. The show it's, is hosted by a couple of murder twins. <laughs> come laugh with us <laughs> and they're holding flyers yeah. uh, the headshots I, is just one headshot with everybody in the same picture <laughs> looking up <laughs> I will say the last time I was there there was a guy in my room with a bunny suit wanting to blow me <laughs> well that that was called back page <laughs> <laughs> uh, so You've been doing well for through uh, quarantine. Uh, have you been? What have you been watching? Uh, I and I, I'll say I rewatched The Sopranos, but I started. I start. I started back to where I was rewatching. So like season four to like season six, I watched that, um, and that's like a yearly watch anyway. So um, then that just yesterday, I had ordered a whole bunch of movies from Amazon months ago. And it's, I, I think you're like me, where you have a movie shelf, and some of them you've watched, you've gotten around to watching. Um, but I watched uh, Serpico. Have you ever heard of that? Mm-mm. It's with um, Al Pacino. He plays like a like a good cop, and he won't take bribes. Um, and some of these, I just hear they're good, and I don't. I try not to watch movie trailers anyway of new movies. So I, it was cheap, so I bought it. I watched Serpico. I watched... Um, what was the other one I watched? I'd have to think about it. Um, Rocky Horror Picture Show. I hadn't seen that since I was a kid. And uh, I'm, I'm good. I don't need to see it again. Uh, <laughs> oh, and I, I watched uh, one called King of Comedy with uh, it's Jerry Lewis and Robert De Niro. And if you've seen the new Joker, which I'm sure you have, it's very similar because they were like, oh, the Joker's like king of comedy. So I went back and watched that. And it's very similar. This guy try, forces his way onto late night, essentially, which is what I'm going to have to do. That's better. Than, I saw more of a how-to. How <laughs> <laughs> Kidnap Conan and get on. But go ahead. Uh, I'm glad that was the direction the movie went. Because when you first said, uh, who was it? Robert Downey Jr.? Robert De Niro. and, and oh, Robert um, De Niro. Jerry Lewis. Yeah, when you first said that, I I thought they were like doing the biopic of the kings of comedy, and I thought that they were <laughs> in blackface, like Robert De Niro was Bernie Mac. Yeah, uh, him down there <laughs> to get some milk and cookies. But you it's the, with that of the white beat. Robert De Niro's stretched out face. To get some, that that's my new impression is Robert De Niro doing Bernie back. <laughs> get some milk and cookies. Uh, have you watched you've watched Tiger King, right? Yes, I've watched Tiger King. And I watched like the bonus episode that came out after that too. 
Is it good? Okay, I started it, and then I saw that it was like one of those reunion shows, and I turned it off. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is, and it's it's all based on what you can do now in the quarantine with the technology. So people are like, "Oh, it was stupid." Well, it's it, what did you expect? They're putting it together in a week <laughs> over Skype, or Zoom, or whatever it was. Um, yeah, it's it was fine. And Joel McHale, people are like, his jokes fell flat. Well, he's also doing it over Skype, where you know, to people he doesn't know, so some of them are just not going to hit. I, it was fine. If you just want more content, it's fine to watch. I just, I don't know. I, I'm not 100% on board with the idea of making all of these people's celebrity. Like, watching the kind of documentary about all that was very interesting, and I thought mm-hmm. it was hilarious. But at the same time, they're all, most of them are pretty shitty people. Yeah, the, the, there's not really anyone. Maybe the guy that was a campaign manager, he's, he wasn't shitty. He was just kind of there. Um, it, it was weird. redeeming people were missing limbs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the, I think it was a transgendered woman. So he was a guy, I think I don't remember. Yeah, lost his his name. Arm. yeah. Which, and then he just like lost it and then was back the next day. And you're like, <laughs> what, what's going on? Uh, <laughs> yeah, just, I'm just going to go back to work. Uh, it remind. I was talking with, with my wife about it. You know her. Uh, uh, I don't need to say her name. You know her. But uh, Yo, why? we were talking about it's kind of almost Seinfeld where everybody on the show is not a good person. <laughs> <laughs> but, at, but at the end of the day, nobody shot a tiger or they're just very shallow people, you know? Yeah. I uh, I liked it, though. I mean, it was, I think it's the best comedy we've put out in the past 15, 20 years. <laughs> Uh, Seinfeld or Tiger King? <laughs> Tiger King, one hundred percent. I mean, it was inter- definitely I interesting. Uh, I can't wait for the spinoff, uh, Curb Your Exoticism. <laughs> it was it was weird because who know how who knows how big it would have been had we not been able to leave the house. Yeah, you know, I'm sure it would have been big because it's just such an interesting story. It's like the. Did you ever see that the documentary that called the Wild and Wonderful Whites of West Virginia? <laughs> no. It's on Amazon Prime right now, but it's a lot like that family where like they'll they'll be like, here's the I don't know what like the white county uh, mating call. I don't know what county they're in, but it's a guy shaking a bottle of pills. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's very white trash people. Uh, you know, not with tigers. That kind of took it to the new level, but it was just interesting. And to see how, how everybody that owns tigers wasn't really a good person either. Yeah. Well, and at the beginning, you're you're made to think Carol Baskin is this uh, wonderful person, and then you know halfway through that episode, you find out, oh wait, she fed her husband to a tiger, allegedly. Uh, allegedly, Brad. Uh, but she, at at bare minimum, she wants to talk to your manager about something. <laughs> uh, that's, by the way, that is my new excuse for anything. I think I used it with you when uh, I missed one of our uh, appointments we're going to call because my sleep schedule's all fucked up. Mm-hmm. And as always, I blame that fucking bitch, Carol Baskin. It was, yeah, Carol Baskin's the new Jeffrey Epstein, which he had a short <laughs> run. <'cause> now- <laughs> 
I'm surprised it wasn't her that hung him, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> allegedly. Uh, allegedly. Did you, uh, by the way, did you see that uh, The Undertaker visited that Doc, uh, whatever, Doc whatever. Mantle. Yeah, there's a picture of him and his and Michelle McCool and Doc in in the water with a tiger. Oh yeah, I uh, Levitard had Doc Antle on for like a solid week, just to piss off his audience because he wouldn't ask him the tough questions. Anytime he would, he would just be like, uh, "Did you ever uh, shoot a tiger cub?" And Doc Antle would be like, "Of course not," and then start to explain, and he'd be like, "Nope, that's good. That's all the answer I need." <laughs> well, and it. Also, it doesn't make sense to shoot the tiger cub because that you can make money off the cub. It's the lion that you got to shoot. Am I right? <laughs> Speaking of which, on the last episode, uh, Will Faffenberger, producer Will from the Smiley Morning Show, and I talked about this. Uh, why is the lion the king of the jungle? Um, I don't know. It just seems, I mean, because the Lion King told us, I guess. Uh <laughs> Well, but but I'm no the re- I I I'm okay with him being the king. Mm-hmm. But you don't really find lions in jungles. I I don't know. I guess. Yeah. Well, and also they when they you talk of the king of the jungle, the 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 male lion doesn't really do shit. It's the lioness that hunts That's and does after. all that stuff. Should be the queen queen of the jungle. But if, if you also look at the people that wrote the Bible, God's a, a guy. So, <laughs> of course, we're going to have a king of the jungle. <laughs> uh, okay, so also in quarantine, did you get a chance to watch WrestleMania? I did. I watched uh, several, couple matches several times. Um, okay, I, uh, so what were your takeaways? I... You know, they're making chicken salad out of chicken shit as far as not being able to have a uh, real audience there. Um, and it's it's weird because it it's kind of hit and miss for me to watch week to week because some of them, it's it's just a match I don't care about and that, that's made worse by there's not an actual audience. Um, but I really liked the, the Boneyard match, um, which you and I are already fans of. It was the, the Broken Universe um, whatever. Final I don't remember deletion. what the, yeah, the final deletion that's, that was that style of match. But you know, if, if you've listened to Brad and I's podcast, the WrestleMania, you would know that I love anytime wrestling leaves the stadium and does something different. So, and it was, is really well put together. And I heard that it took them, I think, uh, five days to set up and shoot, but it took like eight hours to shoot the match and it was well done. It was, uh, you know, shot like a horror movie in, at times. Yeah. Um, what about Firefly Funhouse? Firefly Funhouse match. I I liked it. it. The thing that took away from me wasn't a, it wasn't a real fight, and it, none of it is a real fight. But it was kind of more psychological stuff. Which, if if you thought wrestling was fake before, now now you definitely. <laughs> but. <laughs> I mean, given the circumstances, it was fun. It was, you know, it was, uh, it wasn't wrestling. It was more of a, I don't even know what you would call it, a, an acid trip, something like that. But it was, I still really liked it. I think it was my favorite match of the entire weekend. I mean, I, I liked it. It, it had those different segments and, uh, you know, Bray is Eric Bischoff and Cena coming out as Hulk Hogan and, I thought it was really fun. 
Um, it just, I don't know how they could have framed it as not a match anyway, but again, you're, you had to change your whole WrestleMania plan. So I still liked, I, I think my favorite was still the Boneyard match, but overall I thought it was a good show. Ah, uh, what were, so you said you watched several matches several times. Uh, what were the other matches you watched? I watched the Boneyard, I think, three times. I watched the Bray thing twice. I watched the Randy and uh, Edge match a couple times, which it was it was too long, but that yeah, was a little long. Uh, again, I mean, uh, kind of all the all the rules are out the window this year with with uh, you know uh, Corona nineteen. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I like that match, and again, it wasn't it was one that wasn't in the ring, so I love a. A hardcore match and it was real you know edge said the f word and i of course they bleeped it but it was um they made it believable in that like edge had to put down a friend you know that kind of personal grudge match yeah i will say um it's definitely been jarring like i think if there's one business that's been like in the entertainment world that's been affected the most by this whole thing um it's wrestling because the the crowd, you don't, you didn't realize how big of a part of the show the crowd was until it's gone. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and then like you also yeah. learned, you know, when they were there, you learned to hate them because sometimes you have to hate the live audience because they're turds. Um, but when they're not there, then you realize that uh, you know an entrance eats up two minutes. So if you do that every wrestler, that's. 20 minutes right now of a three hour hour show, you know, so, but go ahead, go ahead. (laughs) Oh, well, no, it's just, I do, uh, I saw, I can't remember who it was, somebody, even uh, Dean, I guess Moxley now, uh, but formerly Dean Ambrose had said uh, that the wrestlers who are still holding up belts as they come out and playing to the crowd that's not there are fucking stupid. I agree with them. Like, you've got to be a little more in the moment. Like, you can't just literally do... If your entrance is heavily reliant on the audience, mm-hmm. you know. Like, could you imagine if Nakamura was still doing his thing and coming out, like, dancing and stuff? It would be so fucking weird. Weird Michael Jacksoning to the ring. Uh, <laughs> and it's, it's weird. You see that a lot with, like, some of the NXT talent when they had that show called... I think it was called Breaking Ground, where it was a documentary, essentially how people get started in the WWE system. And they're like, all right, let's practice your entrance. And they're doing it to nobody. And it's it's it just feels lost when there's not an audience there. Well, it's awkward, you know, and that's it's why, awkward. Like, like uh, I think Kevin Owens and Rollins were really good. That was one of my uh, favorite matches from WrestleMania because. Yeah. They're just both very good at being kind of in the moment. It's a lot like uh, Will Ferrell was on SNL, how Keenan Thompson's always been on SNL. Even if it's a bad sketch, it's almost as if they can sense it, Mm -hmm. and they're still, they adapt. They're still funny in the moment. Well, and it's also, you have to, I think, even on stage, if the show's going shitty, I try to resign myself to at least I'm going to have fun, you know? Yeah. Um. And that, that the other thing that I noticed about no audience is you can hear the slaps and the 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 talk in the ring. And I think Charlotte is really good. She's always been good about that with an audience, but especially when you can hear everything that she says, she's really good about that in ring trash talk. 
Yeah, I think this would have been a great environment for somebody like CM Punk. Oh, for sure. Like he was, I think, one of the all-time best at being able to be in the moment and, and sense if something was starting to become kind of cringeworthy or whatever mm -hmm. and make something out of it. Yeah, and that's that's what this has been, the whole experiment. And you said the thing most hit hit most by the coronavirus and it's that's probably that way because it, literally everything else has shut down like yeah. wrestling is about the only thing that's even still going and because of i'm doing air quotes deemed essential uh which yeah what the fuck i i think that that uh vince paid some money to the governor i is what i in, i only saw a headline so i'm that person that's talking about the the rumors but it wouldn't surprise me um, well, could this be a favor he called in to old Donnie? Probably. I mean, because they're very close. I mean, Linda was on his cabinet. Yeah. Well, then now Lynn's, Vince has been added to some whatever team to to get the economy going up. I don't know. Um, either way, it, the thing that that's WWE is essential, and I like wrestling as much as the next guy. But goddamn, like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Uh, so what are you filling your days with? Um, uh, just watching. I try to, you know, be creative as, as possible, but also getting caught up and not even caught up, but just try to watch movies and stuff. Um, I watched all the, I was playing video games, but I was watching, I watched all the Friday the 13th again. I finally saw all the Nightmare on Elm Streets, uh, which I, that was my least of the, of the big three franchises, horror franchises. That was the one I hadn't really seen. Um, I'm trying which to think one? of what, uh, Elm Street. What was your favorite Elm Street? Which, which is my favorite Elm Street? Mm -hmm. Uh, the first one and then, uh, New Nightmare, if you remember that one. Yeah, that's the one where like they break the fourth wall type thing. It's. Mm -hmm. Wait, Robert it was kind Angel of a playing himself, but then Freddy's appears in what's supposed to be the real world. Yeah, essentially, if you don't talk about Freddy, then he goes away. So you know, people have talked about him. So now he's back in real life, which is kind of a precursor to Scream, also from Wes Craven about like that meta horror of they're talking about horror movies in the horror movie. You know, mm -hmm. um, I watched those. I'm trying to think of what else I've seen recently. I, I've seen plenty, but now that you put me on the spot, I can't. What, what have you? Have you been watching anything? Uh, I rewatched uh, the new Child's Play that came out last year. I'm your friend till the end. Did you see that? Yeah, I liked it. Me too. I can't. It got destroyed by like, and not not. I mean, by critics, it was fair it, it was you know it wasn't the the green splatty tomato i don't think it was certified fresh either but it was kind of in that middle range but like the audience score was really low and i liked it a lot i think it was i'm gonna say i think it was damn near better than the original i don't know about that brad but uh, <laughs> <laughs> i i liked it and if they're gonna do a i don't know if it was a reboot or a remake at least you know i can appreciate when somebody does something different because if you're just gonna remake what I what the first one, why wouldn't I just watch the first one? You know? Yeah. Well, and it was I thought they did a really good job of utilizing the technology that was available because it was one of those kind of almost like a black mirror where it's that not so distant future and all of the technology that's available in the movie felt like it's something we could actually have in real life. 
And at times you felt bad for Chucky because he just wanted a, a buddy. And <laughs> you, like Mark Hamill was Chucky and he played it really well. Um, yeah, it was, I thought it was really good and I could see why people didn't like it, but you know, it is what it is. Did you see the new, um, uh, pet cemetery? I did. I liked it too again, but you know, people talk shit about it, but I don't, some of these movies aren't my, my favorites. So it doesn't really matter to me, you know, if, if they were the best movie ever, at least they did something different, I think. Well, I thought I've honestly thought all of the readaptations and remakes have been pretty good. I like Pet Cemetery as well. Uh, I think the the two new It movies were better than the miniseries by a long, long, long shot. I think the second ch- It Chapter Two was kind of drug out, and it was way too funny to be a horror movie. Um, I yeah, think a little both, bit of that. Both first halves of the It uh, series, the the old one and the new one, were better than the second half. Yeah, uh, but I will say they did actually kind of make Pennywise a little more. I don't want. I don't know what the word is. Um, like volatile. Like he was in the first one. It felt the first chapter of the new uh, releases. It felt like he was kind of shitty at his job of eating children. You know, like there's <laughs> a lot of near misses. And then in the second one, he ate a lot of kids. Yeah, well, if you've been locked up for 29 years or whatever it was, you come back a little stronger and a little hungrier, I guess. Uh, you said you're playing video games. What video games are you playing? I It's going to sound dumb because I'm an adult, but I've been playing uh, the different Pokemon games, the franchise, because I was playing. There's one on Nintendo 64. That's how, you know. Uh, I don't know if it was boredom or I was like, oh, finally got a chance to pull out the Nintendo 64. But there's one called Pokemon Stadium where you can, you know, they have a whole bunch of rental characters because ideally they want you to uh, have your own Pokemon that you've gotten from a game, a Game Boy game that then you upload to the 64. But I was playing that and um, I, I I always go back to play Halo anyway. Ah. Oh, and I, Xbox? Uh, no, I have an Xbox One, and I, I'm not like a the the biggest gamer because I know whenever I get a new game, I always dedicate too many hours to it. So I, I uh, earlier this year I finished Red Dead Redemption Two. I think that was around Christmas, where it's kind of that dead time where you don't have you know anything to do. So I don't feel bad, you know, playing eight hours straight of Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> Uh, but that's one of my new favorite games is, you know, the Red Dead Redemptions. Uh, I found a game. I have an Xbox One. And uh, I found a game I think you'll love. Have you ever played uh, Dead by Daylight? I haven't, but I've heard about that. That's the zombie game, right? No, no, no. It is a... Um, how to describe it? It's like a horror, horror movie survival game. Oh, yeah. Where everything's kind of like a maze a little bit, maybe. And you're running through? Uh, not really a maze as much. It's like a, there's like these different, uh, you know, areas. Like it'll be a shed with mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff around it. But it's like a, like a play zone. And okay. it's, I think almost, I think it's exclusively all online. Um, and I think that's either- why I didn't get it because I don't really play enough online. And I don't, I'm already not good at games. So I don't want to jump on and just get my ass kicked online. Well, it's. So, okay, I played 
I played initially without ever having played or known anything about the game. I did okay. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, cause so it's the the whole theme is you either play as a, as a what's it called survivors or mm-hmm. the killer. Okay. And basically, you have I think it's four or five survivors, and one person is playing the killer, and they start you off, and the killer's job is to just go kill all the survivors. And then that survivor, you have to uh, rig these generators to start um, so that they open up the exits and you try to escape. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, <laughs> the advantage for the uh, killer is like they can see, like, you know, footprints where you're, if you run, or they can see blood if you get, you know, cut on something or whatever. Uh, they can see a trail of blood that leads to you. And, but they have just a, it's like a first person view. Mm-hmm. So you can only see what's in front of you, and the survivors you have a 360 view. You're doing like a third person view. Oh, okay. And so as a survivor, you're just basically trying to elude uh, this. Co- it's 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 really good. Like it's become kind of my new addiction. It reminds me of the Friday the Thirteenth game because that's how it's based too. Yes. Yeah. 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 Because I got that a couple of years yeah. ago, and I really like that game too. And it's also fun you know, to visit a property, whether it's Friday the 13th or whatever that you like, and then you get to go explore the different areas from the movie, you know. What is your top horror franchise? Well, it's Halloween, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I it's not the the best. I'll, I'll give you that, but it's my favorite. Which is your favorite Halloween movie? The first one. I mean, anybody that says otherwise is stupid. I like, uh, <laughs> I like uh, Halloween Resurrection. With Wait, Buster Rhymes. Yes, yes. That is a good one. Uh, it, it's garbage, but <laughs> it's still fun. And again, that's the thing with like horror movies. It's such it's like wrestling where some of it is you watch it and you it's cringe worthy as far as how bad it is. But there's usually something uh, something you can take away from every movie that's good. Kind of like wrestling, you know, if there's a, a whole wrestling show and it, it all sucks. But then you're like, oh, that Undertaker match, though, that was pretty good. And then that's all you, <laughs> thought, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of my favorite franchise. I can't consider it a franchise. It's my favorite horror movie. Yeah, it's not because it's only been one and two. And I I don't know. It seems like it, it could spin off to a franchise that they've already you can recon or just do prequels or whatever. So what's it matter? Um, I'm surprised they didn't set it up to do that. Well, don't be. I I've said this since they were released the very first part of the first one a few years ago. Don't be shocked if there's a Pennywise standalone movie. Yeah, and I would again. I'd go see that. Um, I'm trying to think if there are, there's Friday the Thirteenth, there's Elm Street, there's the Saw franchise, which that has like eight movies and a new one coming out. Yeah, the spiral or whatever with Chris Rock. So uh, I'm tired, tired, tired <laughs> of these jigsaw killers. These killers want some credit for shit they're supposed to do. <laughs> oh, you killed a bitch? What you want, a cookie? <laughs> <laughs> what you want, a cookie? Uh, that'll be a sketch on something if, you know, Chris Rock doing saw <laughs> material. On what? <laughs> yeah, there's nothing. Well, did you see? Go ahead. Uh, 
it might. I mean, I don't know when that's supposed to come out, but they've already delayed a Quiet Place too. So who knows? Because I don't even know if movies are coming out anymore. <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, that, that okay. So why can't they do it right now? Especially with the way theaters are designed. I mean, okay. So you would, you would, uh, you'd obviously you're not going to make the same amount of money, but you'd make something. I mean, you could theoretically put 10 people in a theater. Yeah, I mean, maybe, but it, then you also have to have workers there. And if somebody oh, yeah. die, dies from making your goddamn popcorn, that's going to feel like a stupid death, you know? <laughs> it's because you wanted some cookie dough uh, <laughs> from the thing. And, and it, I know they've released certain movies on like on demand, I think they were doing that with like the Invisible Man, which I haven't seen. I saw. Um, it. Did you like it? It was okay. Yeah. It have you fine. seen Have you seen the original Invisible Man? I have not. I don't. I mean, I don't know that you would like it because they're they're like the they're the the, the Universal movies. So like all of them, like the creature will die, and that's the end of the movie. There's no like. Like the wolf man will die, and then that's the end of the movie. They kind of end abruptly, and I don't, I don't hate any of them because I, I appreciate what you know horror was built on. Um, but that the the one Invisible Man one, I watched twice because I, I bought like this Blu-ray set to watch all of them, and uh, it's that's a really he's an asshole. Like the character is just an asshole. Like you well, tie this. He ties this guy into a car and then pushes the car off a fucking cliff. <laughs> well, they stay true. He's an asshole in this one as well. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, I guess it ain't easy being invisible. <laughs> um, I mean, it was good, but uh, yeah, at the same time, it wasn't like it wouldn't make any top 10 list for me. Okay. But I it, did- was fine. it was not, a, it was not a, it wasn't anything I regretted because actually it was the last movie I saw in the theaters. Okay. That's that's where it's like where where were you when Kennedy got shot? You'd be like, what was the last movie you saw? <laughs> um, I did see there's one on Shutter that you would probably like called Haunt. Um, it's one of these kids go to like a uh, extreme haunt and it turns out. Oh, I've seen that. Okay, yeah. So you know they're terrorized by people in this haunted house. Yeah, that's really good. It's found footage, right? Uh, no, there's probably another one that's similar to it. Um, but it's not, it's not found footage. Oh, okay. Wait, wait, wait. Is this the one where like, it's this legendary haunted house and they go and like, it leads up to like, at the end of the the movie, it's like, they're all running out through. I think you're thinking of hell house LLC. I think that's a found footage one, which that's one of my favorite ones. Um, the, the, there's three of those out now. And then the other one that I liked is the house is that October built. That's a fun one. Ooh, that is a good one. Uh, and I like the second one better. Matt Holt called, uh, my taste in movies garbage because I liked the houses that October built. Uh, it may be garbage, but it's not because of that, Brad. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Such a good friend. Hey, what, what am I here for? Uh, no, I'm asking, what, what am I here for, literally? Uh, <laughs> to boost my career. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think what else I want, because I feel like all the, this has been like me trying to be creative, and then the other half is me just watching 
stuff. I watched the first season of Barry on HBO. That was fun. That's with uh, uh, Bill, Bill Hader. Hader. Yeah. Um, and he plays like a, uh, a, a, uh, what do you, what would you call it? a hitman that becomes like a, an aspiring actor. Um, and then the other thing that has just been on, cause, uh, my wife just will put on a show, but South Park, a new, you know, we've talked about South Park on, on my podcast. Uh, it was, then the topic was most South Park's most controversial and that we were watching and a couple of things that you and I didn't even talk about. And I was like, how did that not make the list? But then this yes. other thing. <laughs> I've done that. I've, I swear to God, I did the same thing because I've been rewatching older seasons, um, such as the Crack Baby Basketball League. <laughs> <laughs> that or like uh, where the, the nurse has a fetus hanging off her head. Yes. Which was, by the way, was just a regular character for like the first two or three seasons. Can, can join twin Myslexia, which I don't even know if that's real. Uh, but I know it from South Park. Yeah, it was it was weird what, what what you and I talked about versus if you go back and watch, you're like, I can't believe that there was a whole episode about you know a a, a piece of poo jumping around and nobody nobody cares. <laughs> uh, well, and then the the uh, the passion of the Jew. Oh yeah, where the it's, you know, and it's just. Just yelling for twenty two minutes. Oh, like. <laughs> well, and, and uh, uh, Carmen is trying to exterminate the Jews. Yeah, and yeah, he's essentially turning into Hitler, and yeah. and no, everybody just thinks he's a good Christian. <laughs> well, and I love how, like, in a few episodes uh, beyond that, they'll reference back to it because. Uh, like in one episode, uh, Cartman's mom is like, ooh, well, uh, it was the Awesome-O episode. Oh, yeah. Where uh, he Cartman dresses up like a robot to trick Butters. And then uh, Butters' parents want Cartman to go with Butters to California to visit his aunt. And Cartman's mom is on the phone, and she's like, ooh, well, he's supposed to still be grounded for trying to exterminate the Jews. <laughs> 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 but I guess he'll be all right. This fourth grader uh, tried to well, exterminate the Jews. Nobody cares. Even the uh, the Easter episode a few years later, where it was like, uh, where you know, uh, where Randy Randy's part of like this whole Easter cult about the Easter Bunny and Peeps. Yes. Yeah. In that episode, Kyle has to kill Jesus when they're in jail, so that Jesus can resurrect outside the bars. Yeah, well, and then they also had a... Didn't they have a whole episode of Jesus boxing the devil? Yes. Yeah, and, and the devil's throwing the, the fight to make money. <laughs> and yeah, and, it, like, nobody cares. It's it's crazy. I don't, I don't know what it says about our society or just South Park in general, where people just, like, they'll look at one thing and not think it's controversial, but then the, this other thing is crazy, you know? Well, it felt like that whole kind of last couple of seasons they were trying to go out of their way to do something controversial and well, they the, th they the theme was cancel south park kind of the cancel yeah. culture anyway and the, the the documentary six days to air uh, i think it's trey uh parker talks about it at one point where he's like yeah now like when we do stuff it's just like oh that's south park yeah like yeah, it's just the human sentipad episode where you know, they basically parodied human centipede. Mm -hmm. 
where you have Kyle getting his mouth sewn to an asshole of an Asian. They're Asian <laughs> characters, by the way. <laughs> and, and nobody cares because it's South Park. Yeah. You want a shitty chicken? It, I, I, what is what was deemed controversial now? I guess like recently we had some guy, you know, they were driving uh, NASCAR digitally, like doing those online races. And he said oh, that yeah, it's yeah. worth and that he's lost his job, but and the, you know, but even then, that wasn't huge news. No, like, and I was, I was driving somebody uh, for Uber the other day, and they mentioned that, and they go, "Yeah, video games will, will, will make you do that." I was like, "What? <laughs> what? <laughs> no! <laughs> what games are you playing?" Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's 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 weird. Also, it's it's that uh, Friday. I mean, how do you get fired on your day off? <laughs> like, oh, but speaking of which, do you think that's going to be something that really takes off? Is Because uh, like the NBA did a NBA 2K tournament with uh, you know NBA players playing NBA 2K. It was a disaster. Really? Uh, well, I think what you need, honestly, this isn't me vouching for our business but you need comedians or somebody to provide some sort of commentary mm-hmm. because the nba players talking to each other was not what i think they thought it was going to be yeah well and especially when you can't do real trash talk yeah <laughs> you know you you need some kind of people that kind of just can go with the flow and usually i don't know if they had real sports broadcasters but usually they're pretty good about filling time but also at a certain point how much time do you got to fill during oh, a, that's you know, they had nobody. It was just, they just had the split screen of the players with like the, the game is like the main screen. And you had these two split screen boxes of the players playing mm-hmm. and it's just the most boring fucking conversations. And it's, you and almost it's, need to like switch out commentary teams every 20 minutes. Yeah. To revitalize the conversation or each game like needs to be, you know, just, and it's all pre-recorded, so it's just like, how does how was this the best content you came up with? And then they tried that. I don't know if you saw anything about the horse game they tried to do. I saw that they did that. I didn't see the results of it. So, well, apparently a lot of people didn't either because the Wi-Fi connections were so bad. Like, apparently all these fucking athletes have shit Wi-Fi because, like, I was seeing some of the videos of people playing, and it did. It looked like they were using, like, a Razor phone. Well, it's also hard to get a, a Wi-Fi signal to str- stretch across a mansion. <laughs> <laughs> they did that with a darts tournament too, uh, and oh, people's, yeah. people's Wi-Fi was so bad. Um, and it's champion Mike Anderson had to drop out. Yeah, and again, that nobody's. Th- this is all for fun, but it's like that that esports thing has. It was taking off because they were letting people bet on it because they're legit. I don't know if I'll say athletes, but they're real people that are really good at this shit. Oh yeah, I put some uh, I put some wagers on the NBA 2K tournament. Did you? How'd you fare? Uh, I did really well, except for uh, Hassan Whiteside yet again fucked me. Former Miami Heat player who had always done nothing but talk trash about how good he was at 2K. Did mm-hmm. an interview. Uh, after a game one time on a nationally televised game where he said, uh, I'm just trying to get my 2K rating up, and then lost in the first round. Oh, yeah. So, hey, uh, how about... I will say that 
Go ahead. I did bet on the uh, the WrestleMania dream matches. So, uh, what's the context of that? Like, what what is it? What do they consider dream match, and how did that work? So it was WWE 2K, and they were simulations. Okay. And uh, it was like, who was it? The Rock versus Roman Reigns, uh, Cena versus Hulk Hogan, and then they'd have like, is this match going to end by whatever pinfall? Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. So it was a pool thing where you had like it was like ten questions. No, it was eleven questions. It was eleven questions, and then whoever got the most amount right split the prize pool or whatever. Mm-hmm. I got ten out of eleven. The, the only question I missed was I chose The Rock over Roman Reigns. Okay. If I would have if I would have gotten uh, Roman Reigns right, I would have won about thirteen hundred bucks on but a some- free bet. Did somebody get all of them right? Yeah, and that's why it was like because I think the prize pool was like maybe fifty thousand or something. Okay, but then like so many people got eleven out of eleven, so they just split it. Mm-hmm. But I did the math, and even after, even if I would have added my name to the split, it still would have been about thirteen hundred bucks for again for free for a simulation. They also- would they do like a three out of th- best of three matches to see how no, that plays they, out, or they just pick the guys? Go to the computer and watch it. Okay. Which is fucked up because that is something me and uh, if you're familiar with the Brad Scott Podomatic Cinematic Universe, you know the Sparrow, uh, my childhood friend. Um, we used to do that in college. We would sit in our dorm rooms um, and drink and smoke weed and we would put two NBA teams on the Sega Dreamcast and put it as the computer and bet on who was going to win and just watch the game. So, uh, did you have a good record on that? Uh, I don't I don't think I remember because uh, of all the drinking and the weed. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was you're like uh past the point of playing yourself. So like, I uh, will just go ahead and let the computer handle this. Yeah, well because it became more of like, yeah, who could who could pick the better team and we would like do a thing where we would each draft you know, a, a team mm-hmm. of players and then have them. Play. But yeah, it, it was a good way to, because yeah, at a certain point in time of video games back in the day before online and everything else, you had to find new inventive ways. Uh, that, yeah, to you'd, fi- you'd find those like uh, hidden things in like GoldenEye where you could like snipe across the water and see another soldier walk. Do you remember that? It was like, yeah, the- who- go ahead. The first level where you could like, you go to the certain part, and if you look across the water, you can see that they cared enough to make uh, the soldier walking back and forth, even though there was no way you'd ever be able to get over to there. Did you? Uh, who was your guy in Goldmine? Uh, I don't. I don't even know anymore. Probably just James Bond, or that. Well, who's the guy Jaws? <laughs> what the-, <laughs> <laughs> the only problem with Jaws was he was so big. Easy to spot in a uh, when you're playing multiplayer. Um, you just anyone that says I'm glad you just didn't say odd job because anybody that says odd job was just yeah it's like a cheat code. I thought his name was hand job for the longest time. <laughs> but then, then there's like there's those like secret things that you would go back and play like Mario Kart and if you hit the corner just right you could fall into the level. Where it was just like blank or whatever, those kind of th- that's how you can tell when you're bored with video games when you're like 
doing this, not even secret things, just like seeing if you can break the game. Do you remember who your racer was in Mario Kart? I would always go with like Luigi or Donkey Kong. Maybe Yoshi. Yeah, I feel like Yoshi was a really popular one. I feel like that was Luigi's game too, by the way. Like Luigi kind of got shit on in every game and then they just made him a stud in Mario Kart. Does anybody ever pick Mario? <laughs> uh, yeah. I actually was talking to somebody about this a couple of weeks ago. That was their guy. They said they just like the balance. They're the, um, that's Mario's the missionary position of Mario Kart. <laughs> Says the Old, man whose Goldeneye character was James Bond. Again, see, I didn't have a preference. I, I knew I was going to lose regardless. So. <laughs> so you want to look good, loser. Sure. Did you know in uh, Mario Kart, if you're high, if you're like, if you're in the front of the pack, like first, second, or third, your power-ups are not nearly as good as if you're towards the back. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's a good strategy. So you want to kind of hang towards the back through the first power-ups, because that's how you get the, the turtle shells and everything else. How'd you know my strategy was to hang towards the back? Because <laughs> if there's anybody that's hanging in the back. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I, that's where you spend a whole race going backwards, trying to hit people. I did that on a NASCAR game that I used to have on the computer. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it was the most fun. And then you could watch the replays and it would just be so funny to see my car just spin out and go the wrong way and hit people head on. That's Uh, like the, that's that boredom of video games. Oh yeah. Oh shit, my phone's about to die. So, uh, okay. Before we do wrap this up, though, I want to get in. Uh, you can check out all Brent Terhune things at brentcomedy.com. Uh, there's also uh, links to your YouTube channel there as well, correct? Yes, sir. And there's I a guess- link to the my podcast where you were on uh, South Park's Most Controversial. Yes, Field Trip. With the Brent Field Terhune. Trip with Brent Terhune. So, uh, yeah. And if you have somebody that's celebrating a anniversary wedding, uh, you can check them out on Cameo now for only twenty dollars. Now, are you doing this as Brent Hewn or as the Angry Red? I'm d- I'm doing whatever people ask because they're giving me their money within reason. <laughs> uh, you whore. Hey, no, but yeah, whatever people uh, are requesting, I'll do. Because uh, especially if it's for a friend or something. If you're giving me money, I want to do the best job possible. And that is available through Cameo. You can download the Cameo app or go to Cameo.com, search Brent Terhune. It's only $20, so uh, if you don't, if you try to offer him 17 that pisses him off. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm willing to take under-the-table payments, and you won't have that little Cameo thing in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, ugh, see, that, that creates a problem. Because uh, I thought this was a whole legit cameo operation. Oh, I, I'm legit. Uh, I swear, Brad. No, no, no. You can't. You just admitted to doing under the table transactions without the official cameo logo. And I'm sorry, but here on Subjective Comedy, if somebody is known to be doing under the table transactions, we only have one thing that we can do. And I'm sorry, Brent, but you're <laughs> fine. <laughs>